strange blinking lights, a shadow figure in the hallway, and secrets. Tons of secrets. The adventure of the low-budget ghost squad at the Lord Baltimore Hotel was just beginning. What happened when a love triangle took a dangerous and deadly turn? Don't worry, the ghost will let you know. Well, welcome to Season 2 of the Low Budget Ghost Squad. Now, this is Episode 2 of Everything That Happened to Us at the Lord Baltimore Hotel. I'm Natalie. I'm Allison. And I'm Ethan. So this season, we've been talking about the Lord Baltimore Hotel. Built in 1928, it was the tallest building in Maryland at one point. And maybe one of the most haunted. Well, of course it is, because we're the Low Budget Ghost Squad. And we're made up of, you've got this mom here, and my two kids, who you just met. We started going to haunted hotels after seeing the Crescent Hotel from Season 1 on a YouTube channel. So, this season, we're sharing with you what happened when we went to the Lord Baltimore Hotel in Baltimore, Maryland. And you're going to hear about the mystery we solved there. But there are other things we're going to share with you, too. Lots of interesting facts and creepy stories. And history. Yeah, can you tell that's not Ethan's favorite? So, last episode, we told you about Molly. One of the ghost children here. It's freaking me out. And she's mostly seen on the 19th floor, which is said to be the most haunted floor. But I swear, there is a shadow figure that is living in the hall of our floors, and something strange is in the ballroom. Yeah, there was something strange there. So let's get to where we left off. So you have Ethan and I leaving the ballroom at night by ourselves after seeing a lot of weird blinking lights. Now we reached for the main door to get out, but it started opening by itself. I mean, Ethan and I both, (laughs) gasp is really not a strong enough word for what we did. And maybe I said something I shouldn't have in front of my child, it happens. And maybe I said something I shouldn't have said in front of my mom. But it was a security guard that was checking in on things. Yeah, his name was Augustus. And I told him we were ghost hunting. And we do this podcast called the Low Budget Ghost Squad. And apparently he knew we were there. And he said, all those ghost hunters come into this ballroom. And he decided to ask us, did you see anything? They all get something in here. Thankfully, you guys came back to the room. Yeah, and it was dark in there, and your dad was snoring, of course, and Ethan and I were wired. And somehow, I eventually fell asleep. Yeah, I, I think I did too, but I remember opening my eyes in what I thought was like the middle of the night and seeing some woman in the room. You know, at the time, I thought, oh my gosh, you're just half asleep and imagining things because, well, you know, ghosts were on my mind. But you weren't wrong. So mom wanted to ask somebody about this ghost lady. And what do you say? Do you go up to the front desk and be like, hey, do you just have ghosts appearing in your rooms as if this isn't a haunted hotel? Yeah, so we started walking up to the front desk, but this man who worked there stopped us before we got there, and he asked, um, can I help you? You're the podcast people, right? I mean, we looked like a hot mess. 
Mom had spent the entire morning looking all over the room and using our ghost app to see if she could sense anything or whatever you want to call it. So that ghost app, it measures EMF fluctuations, which are said to show whether there's a spirit or whatever nearby. And it sends you words, which is what the spirit is actually trying to tell you. So back to that hotel worker who knows us somehow. Yeah, he said, you're the podcast people, right? So mom says, um, I think there was a ghost in our room last night. Yeah, I was a little more tactful than that, I will say. I said, why, yes, we are the podcast people. And I know this may sound strange, but I woke up in the middle of the night and he interrupted me saying, and there was a ghost in your room, right? He said it could have been one of many of their resident ghosts and lots of people have experienced something similar. He said one woman came down to say that an older man in a military-looking uniform had been just sitting in her room one night. And when she sat up, he vanished. She then asked if she could stay another night so she could see him again. Hey, maybe he was cute. We all love a man in uniform. Now again, at this time, I wasn't really sure it was a woman in there. I mean, the whole thing happened so quickly and I was half asleep, even though I felt like, you know what, I hadn't slept at all. I mean, it totally could have just been a dude with some long hair. Now the lobby, I think it's just beautiful. I mean, the ceiling, it's so ornate. And it was originally all white with these rosettes carved on it. And several decades ago, the ceiling was painted and they added some color. But during the renovations, when the new owner took over in 2013, the idea was to bring the lobby back to its original glamorous look from the 1920s. But then they had to decide, do we paint the ceiling white again? Fortunately, they left the color there. The big chandelier that hangs in the middle of everything and makes so many reflections in your ghost hunting pictures. Just pointing that out. Yeah, the same. Um, it was made by the same company that designed the original one from 1928. You see, that one had to be sold to pay some bills years and years ago. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Now, we were sitting in the lobby, and we saw an older woman. I'm guessing every bit 100 years old. And Mom asked us, you gotta see her too, right? I mean, I thought we were looking at a ghost. Like, this is a squad emergency, guys. Anyway, she motioned for us to come over to her. And we learned she was 102 years old. Her name was Clovis. And she knew a lot about the Lord Baltimore. Now, Clovis said that her mom used to work at the hotel. Her mother was a clerk. And the hotel used to have clerks who would sit on the guest floors and kind of monitor who was there, hand out keys, uh, because I guess you couldn't take yours with you. And if you were there long enough, you would get your mail from her as well. Now, Clovis was there with her granddaughter, who told us that, you know, she's 102, and so her memory wasn't what it used to be. But being at the Lord Baltimore helps her remember, and she remembers the past when she's here very clearly. But see, Clovis wasn't having anybody talk about her like that, and she immediately interrupted and said, I remember everything perfectly, thank you. She turned on the old lady sass. So Clovis's mom worked at the hotel for years, and they would have lunch at the restaurant on her days off. And they liked to pretend that they were rich and important. According to the menu from back in the day, 
you could get oysters, shrimp, and caviar for under a dollar. Although that was kind of a lot for back then. But she really wanted to talk to us because she heard us asking about a ghost in our room. And she told us it's very possible that happened because a lot of people have never left. Now, Clovis says every time she rides her motorized scooter through the door, the workers know her and they always talk to her. And she feels just a little closer to her mom when she's there. She didn't say that her mom was still there, but I guess she could be. So Clovis told us about some strange things and strange noises that were on the mezzanine, which is right above the lobby. When she and her granddaughter left, Ethan and I had to check it out. See, back in the day, like when this hotel first opened, the mezzanine used to have a hair salon, a parlor just for ladies, and for some reason a phone booth just for women too. Oh, and I can't forget the fainting couch that's there now. It's huge and I love it. Very classy. I don't even know what a fainting couch is, but anyway, it's basically a big bench without a back. But back to the strange noises, or really in fact, voices. Now, people have said that they've heard a woman and two men arguing. They haven't seen them, just heard them. And those paranormal investigators, who we told you about in the last episode who come here, they have said that it appears to be a wife, her husband, and her boyfriend. We got the afterlife tea, guys. Anyway, we heard them too, but we weren't sure what exactly they were saying. A man's voice sounded like he said, no. Then the woman said, do it. Then there was another guy voice, but I couldn't make out what he was saying. Something like, he's not done. Done with what? Anyway... I mean, I looked around to see if there was some living people tea going on, but nobody was there. For some reason, the afterlife drama is just so much more entertaining. Now, back in the lobby is a bar where the old offices used to be, and that's where you hear some of the most interesting stories. Now, join my husband Brian at one point down in the tavern, and if you remember, he was on this trip, and we were talking to people at the bar, and a woman claimed she had stayed here before and woke up one night to somebody or something scratching at the door, and y'all, she looked serious about it. Well, it could have been a dog since pets are allowed here. I mean, how can you doubt after everything we've seen? Okay, so... There was this story then that I was fascinated by. So we were talking to an employee, and she had seen a security video, and it had this strange spotlight-type thing gliding across the 19th floor, and then it stopped. Now, remember, I'll tell you again, the 19th floor, most haunted in this hotel. But get this. She claimed this spotlight thing suddenly seemed to look at the camera. Now, those were her words. It looked at the camera. Like it it kind of turned in the direction somehow. And it moved around a little bit. And then it started gliding all over again. One employee claimed to have seen bottles flying across the bar. I mean, things like that could happen at a bar, haunted or not. But allegedly, no one was over there when it happened. I mean, maybe the ghost just needed attention. Or a drink. So about this time, I had the ghost app. I had the ghost app out, and the bar started turning red, really red again, and they were as high as they could go. 
this has happened to me a few times, just like that one night when Mom and I were in the ballroom. But this time, the weirdest word appeared. Y'all ready? Apple. And we have pictures of it on our social media page at the Low Budget Ghost Squad. Feel free to follow. Now, based on our experience, those red bars pretty much meant we were standing right next to a ghost. I mean, my husband's phone also suddenly died, so we were pretty sure something was going on. I really wanted to go into the ballroom where Mom and Ethan had some weird stuff go on the night before. It's called the Calvert Ballroom. But they were having some kind of meeting in there, and everyone just looked at us when we cracked open the door. Embarrassing. I mean, I just smiled and mouthed the words, I'm sorry, to the group at the back table. But we have to tell you, the lights were not blinking. And remember the night before? They wouldn't stop when we were in there. Now, outside the ballroom, there are pictures of Lord Baltimore. All six of the Lord Baltimores. Or would it be Lord's Baltimore? Lord Baltimore's? Lord's Baltimore? I don't know. You know, like attorneys general? I have no idea. But anyway. We go on. But you can probably guess that's who this hotel is named after, the very first one. Now, his name was George Calvert, hence the Calvert Ballroom. And George had asked the King of England for a charter to set up a colony in what is now Maryland. And it's interesting because George wanted Catholics and Protestants to be able to live together there because he was Catholic and there were religious issues at the time, especially in England. We're talking like 1600s here. Now, I want to take a minute to pause to to acknowledge this, um, that yes, people were here on this land before all of the charters and the colonists and, and all that. We're just sharing this part of Baltimore's history because the hotel is named after this guy. George actually died before he could officially get that charter from the King of England. So his son Cecil stepped in. And he was about 26 or so at the time, and he kept his father's plan going. And over the years, the title got passed down to various sons. Never daughters. You know, that's how it went back then. But then along came Frederick, and it all blew up. He never even stepped foot in Maryland his whole life. Yeah, so when this 20-year-old Frederick took over, things were a little dicey there. There was unrest over who should be in charge. You had issues back in England. And this was 1751, so you had the American Revolution on the horizon. That, you know, Frederick also got into some legal trouble and actually ended up on trial in England, accused of kidnapping a woman and other things we won't go into. Of course he was acquitted, he was wealthy and a man, but he helped seal the deal that he was the last Lord Baltimore. Made the Calvert family proud, I'm sure. Well, I will say the oldest living surviving relative of that family was one of the guests at the hotel's grand opening in 1928. They weren't that upset, or at least that one wasn't. Frederick's picture is outside of the ballroom, too, along with his ghost. Well, maybe. I don't know. Now, that's what we were told on our tour, or at least someone from that time period named Frederick is hanging around. I mean, he never talked to us through our ghost app, so I don't know. Why would Frederick be there, though? He was never actually in Maryland. He wouldn't have any, like, connection at all to this place. Now, hours later, after it got dark outside, 
we were able to get into the Calvert Ballroom. Everything seemed normal at first. All the lights were on and not blinking, but that didn't really last that long. The story that's out there about the Calvert Ballroom goes like this. There are two spirits in there, and they're dancing, and they don't like to be disturbed, because who would when you're living in your own world, spinning in circles in a ballroom? But they didn't like us. Those lights went bonkers. Once the lights started blinking, I asked the same questions that I did last night, like, do you want us to leave? And I don't really understand it when it comes to ghost talk saying yes or no, but I think when it keeps flashing and flashing a lot more, but I'm guessing it was a big yes. And it was cold in there. Like, you would walk from the main section into the side rooms, and it was a noticeable difference in temperature. And you can check out the layout of the ballroom on our social media. Once again, shameless plug. Why, thank you, Allison, for that. Um, Okay, so... You know, that ghost app that we have. Well, it started going off in the middle of all this. And this time, it was red again. And we're seeing lots of red bars in this hotel. I just want to let you know. And the word that popped up? Eggs. Yes, eggs. Now, that's a new one. But it wasn't long after that where they told us to get out, to leave. It was very obvious they didn't want us there. Now, here is audio from outside the ballroom taken that night after we left the room. And Ethan really wanted to leave that whole area. So, come here. How do you feel about what just happened in there? I do actually believe that there is an angry spirit there that is really mad at us. Because every single time we've been in there, it's been freakishly cold. We've always got... We've always get answered that's like, get out, don't come back. It's gotten, like I said, it's got freakishly cold, and I, do, I don't like it in there. Okay. The main area, the main area is fine, but, that, but the corner that's like right there is when it gets freakishly cold. Because those are the ones that the, that the lights are always flickering at. And, yeah, so, okay. yeah. He was creeped out. I could tell. I have to say, we all were, though. Just knowing the story and then seeing the lights and the bars on the ghost app and whatever eggs meant. But someone really didn't want us to leave, Mom. Well, I'm sorry. That's why we were there. There is something, though, I want to bring up, though. Um, I listened to that recording of Ethan that you just heard, and I was was actually listening to it when we got home, and we were putting this story together for you, and I heard something kind of in the background. And I wondered, did something follow us out of the ballroom? Coming up on the Low Budget Ghost Squad, now I'd seen a ghost in our room, at least I think, But then we all saw something in our window from the street outside. The Low Budget Ghost Squad is part of Spellbound Productions. Created, written, directed, produced, edited, and whatever else by yours truly. Lucinda Peterson did the awesome artwork. And thanks to Brian, Allison, and Ethan for playing along with this. Because it's not as much fun to ghost hunt and solve mysteries by yourself. 